Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Have you ever been called personally to be a witness at a trial? Do you know people, maybe in your family or in your life, that you know that they've been called or subpoenaed, or they volunteer to say, I will be glad to be a witness for you and to testify on your behalf. And people in the law profession really work with witnesses so that they can sound better and obviously help the case as well. And so for the people in the law, it helps to have witnesses that are believable and come across powerfully and effective. In the ancient Israel world, men of the city or synagogue would be the ones responsible regarding justice. And when people came to court then, the people who were responsible were not really interested in getting to the facts and knowing the facts. For them, it was based on the believability and the capability of the witnesses. And so whether witnesses were for or against the accused, many times the decision made by these men were on the effective and good witnessing. For us as Christians, there's a word we see in the New Testament. And that word is we are all witnesses to who Jesus Christ is. We are called to testify. And not just with our own words and believe a set of doctrine and have knowledge that we can share with people about our religion or faith. Witnesses are only effective by the believability of how they live their life. That's what makes effective and authentic witnesses to Jesus Christ, which we all are. In today's gospel, we hear of John talking about John the Baptist. This event of Jesus being baptized by John is in all the Gospels, but each Gospel tells the story a little bit different with a different emphasis. Because there's a lot that's happening there. But remember, when you look at the Bible, these four Gospels are written probably the first or the last a few decades apart. And so they are written to a different community at a different time, dealing with different challenges. And so we don't approach the Gospels and say, it all has to be the same. See, the Bible's not true because they're all saying different things of the same story. Well, because the author's writing to a community. And John portrays John the baptizer as someone who's called by God to preach about the one to come. But in this Gospel, he doesn't know ahead of time who this man is. I've heard about him. I don't know who he is. But I do know this, that a voice told me that whoever comes to seek baptism and a dove appears to him, that's the Holy Spirit, and that's the one. And so even though John the baptizer doesn't recognize him, eventually Jesus appears. And that sign that was talked about happens. And John then goes from someone who doesn't know Jesus, who testifies He is a powerful witness. He becomes a witness to say, I know this is the Son of God. And he lives it by giving his own life and preaching truth. So in other words, he's not a witness that just talks a big game and has a beautiful silver tongue and says beautiful, pious words. 
Witnesses are called to give their lives. That's how people come to know Christ. I don't think it happens a lot by saying, let me share you all the doctrine and dogma of the Catholic Church. Not that there isn't knowledge to learn, because that's an important part of the journey. But most people don't turn their lives over to Jesus because they get the head knowledge. Many people come to know Jesus by our lives. How we influence them, how we invite them, how we touch their lives. And so as we begin this new year of 2020, I'd like you to think what ways can you strengthen in being authentic witnesses who testify in Jesus? Those of you who are married, what things can you do stronger in your marriage relationship to testify that Jesus is there? You know, faithfulness in marriage involves many things, not just physical love, which is very important. And we would want that in any marriage. But faithfulness means listening, maybe paying attention. Maybe we're a spouse that's having a difficult time with following Christ right now. Maybe we're hurting. We're mad at the church. We're mad at God. Maybe our health isn't good. And we really aren't encouraging our spouse in prayer. In fact, sometimes we can be a detriment. I always think about spouses, the people who have to come alone because they're other person that they love, their spouse or someone they are committed to, doesn't see the need to go to Mass, doesn't see the need to really turn their life over to Christ and to follow Him. And that can be a heavy burden to carry for someone. And so maybe the witnessing might be the more patience, even though you're probably doing that already. But maybe we can grow better. Because I don't want you to hear this like you have married problems, okay? I want you to hear it in what ways can you grow deeper in being a witness. That means to testify that Christ is center of the family, that Christ is important, not merely talking about it, but what actions do you help each other's spouses? Children. Whether you're an older child now who have parents living somewhere else and you're on your own, maybe you're a teen or a young child, what ways do you testify to Jesus? Keeping the commandment of honoring your mother and father. Okay, that might change when you're older. Mine means making that commitment to care for them the way they cared for us when we were children. Probably bearing with a lot of patience huh? that's many times required in loving the parent. Maybe a sense of forgiveness. How about if you're living under the same roof with your parent? Probably the best way to witness to Jesus is, what's your body language like with your family? Are you self-absorbed? Do you slam doors? Do you talk in disrespectful ways because you're angry? Not that it's wrong to be angry, but sometimes we can be so disrespectful to parents because we take their love for granted. And maybe this year, Jesus is asking us to be better witnesses, to testify of honoring mother and father is a powerful sign to your friends in school, to your extended family, and to other people. How about neighbor? Not just your own Catholic people, not just to your own personal family or just to Christians, you can witness to anyone and testify who Jesus is. And a lot of times we have to understand the goal isn't to win converts all the time. 
That would be great if that could happen. That would be great if you were to invite people and they all said, yes, we'll start going to Mass. I think in all reality, all it is is discipleship is planting the seed and being open and looking for commonality. And just let God do what he does best. This Friday, I received a phone call to go to hospice. And on Friday, it's laundry day, so I don't wear my cleric. Huh? I wear a sunny slope coach's shirt there. Huh? And so am I going into the hospice room? There's the family all gathered around this gentleman. And all of a sudden, they scream at me going, sunny slope! I said, yeah. I said, he was a teacher there since for a long time, for 20 years. And he retired in 1986. Huh? There was our first connection there. And so we started talking about that, talking about the school. And then I always like to ask, where were they born? Especially if they're native Arizonans, they get extra blessings versus those who are born somewhere else. <laughs> and he goes, I was born in Globe, Arizona, just down the road from where I was born in Safford. And we started talking about what it was like growing up in eastern Arizona. And their son took out a picture from his phone and said, there's the Graham Mountains. Look, we were just in Safford the other day. And we started talking with another connection. And then they found out I played football at Coconino High School in Flagstaff. And they said, we're related to Emil Nasser. Well, Emil Nasser was the greatest football coach in Winslow, Arizona for the Bulldogs, the arch rivals of the Coconino Panthers. We couldn't stand him, huh? <laughs> and we used to have big battles against him. But the one thing I told him about the family is, here's what I know about your cousin, Emo, who was a great coach. He loved to eat raw hamburger meat. And they go, no. I said, yes, sir. I said, when I worked at Burger Chef there, it was right along the central flagstaff there, and Emo walked right in. And after I booed him, he ordered uh, some uh, hamburgers. And I told the guys in the back cooking with me, watch, they're going to be raw hamburgers. And he goes, ah! Sure enough, three raw hamburgers, please. Huh? Yeah. And so we laughed about that, and we talked about that. And then, before we left, the final words were, go Vikings. It was a commonality. And one of the things, because you witness so well, is even though he has another parachute, he hasn't been for a long time to because he's not able to go to church now because of his health for a number of years. So he's kind of lost that connection. I invited him, like I do anyone who we encounter, as long as the other priests are here, you can have your funeral here at St. Patrick. That's thanks because you support the parish in so many ways. You are witnesses to that man that you allow that to happen in our community as well. And so, I look for commonality. I just looked and sharing life, and I planted the seed of Christ. And I think I wanted to tell you that story because that's what you can do so well. And many of you already do that already, that you testify looking for commonality. I feel really for parents who want their children to go to church all the time. I grieve with you, too, because I would like them to know the fruits of receiving communion each Sunday and the need for community that the Bible constantly talks about. But sometimes your children and sometimes parents just are not there yet, and they don't see the connection. And really, in all honesty, they're lost because they haven't found the greatest gift of love that comes from God. But don't be discouraged. 
Just continue to be a witness without expecting the expected results that you and I want. All you're asked to do is plant the seed and testify to Jesus. But you won't most likely do it through words in convincing people to say, believe this doctrine, believe this dogma, then you'll be in the truest church of all. People usually come to Jesus because you and I live the life of truth. You and I love Jesus Christ. Jesus can be found in us when we present commonality to anyone we encounter. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission 